Hey, 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 this is Ty, the Family Made Mom. Today, I wanted to come to you a little bit different. Instead of just doing a normal podcast, I wanted to take the time to say that there has been so much going on, and I took my time in addressing it because um, there's been so many deaths of our, um, our beautiful black people. And I want to say this. Because I am one who loves to address things as a whole. Um, I understand completely that things don't just happen to black people. I'm fully aware. I don't think that you can be uh, human (laughs) and not be aware that things are happening to more than just black people. With that being said, I definitely say that what is happening in our black community can be very trying It can be very hurtful. And as a parent, it's extremely painful to watch so many of our young people just lose their life in ways that could have been prevented. You know, we look at things and we, as parents, we want to solve everything that is going on. We we want to create a dynamic where our children are safe and safe beyond measure we want them to be we want them to grow up we want them to have a complete and total life at the breaking of the news that the uh, officer that had placed his knee on George Floyd's neck was guilty moments later we learn of Micaiah Bryant um, And it was a hard thing. I want to talk from the mindset of a parent. And then from the mindset of a parent and family coach. Because I believe that there's so many ways to look at things. And my daughter came to me and she asked, she said, how do you feel about what just happened? And at the moment, I honestly, my heart was so broke. My heart was so broke because after looking at it, all I could think of was the young girl's shoes and my daughter, um, she's standing in front of me and she's wearing the exact same shoes and they're the same age and my heart just broke. It, It just broke. As a parent, my heart hurt because somebody won't be able To hold their baby girl again. I heard people call Micaiah a monster. And I didn't see a monster. I heard um, them talk about her disability. I heard them say things from so many different angles. But at the moment, all I could tell my daughter was everything that I saw from every angle. From every aspect. I saw somebody who was enraged. I saw somebody who had had enough. And then I wished that that beautiful young girl, more than anything, I wish she would have stayed in the house. I saw adults standing by and not helping. And it hurt. 
Because if I see adults, if I'm made aware of a situation of my children and I'm aware that adults are present and no one comes to help my baby girl, my baby boy, man, the hurt, the anger, and the anguish that I would feel. Some things you just can't put into words. But before there's an officer that needs to come to the scene, I sincerely believe that there's adults that need to be on the scene. Who can help me when I need help as a teenager? Shouldn't it be the adults who are the first line of defense? Remember, I'm coming as a parent because that's what I teach my child. I teach them that if you are in trouble at school, if you are in trouble at home, we as your parents are your first line of defense. And we want to be there before anyone else has to step in and help. I would like to think that you have neighbors. We like to make friends with our neighbors. Can I tell you why? We do this because in case of an emergency, there's two things I want you to know. Number one, I want you to know that in case of an emergency, we will do everything in our power to help you because we don't want to see you hurt. Number two, I want you to know that you have a friend and not an enemy living next door to you. I want you to know that you have someone living next door to you who loves God. We love people. We have a lot of children. We don't want to cause any trouble. But we do want to help. We're like the old school people who believed in a village. We believe that it takes a village to build a community, to build a healthy community, to build a healthy environment. And as I was looking at my daughter, and she was asking me how I felt, I believe that she wanted to just say they shouldn't have done it. But my point was, look at all the they's that are involved. They, the adults, they were there. One adult should have said, stay where you are. Do not come out. Yes, I'm aware that some people say, well, when someone comes to my house, I have a right to defend myself. What are you defending yourself from? I can defend myself more from my locked door, from my shut door. And my heart hurt so bad because I saw that her rage moved her out of her home. She was enraged and angry. She was hurt and frustrated. Have you ever been there? I remember when people tried to jump us and came to our home. I remember going in my kitchen and grabbing a knife and I remember my dad being the one to stop me. He would not let me be that aggressive. I remember my mom going out and standing in between me and anybody else that wanted to come 
for me, for me and my best friend. She would not let them come to us. And because they knew my mom was a respectable woman, they did not come to her. But what I saw on the scene, I didn't see respectable adults. Mm -mm. I didn't see respectable adults helping. I saw people running. But nobody came to the aid of a 15, 16 year old girl. I don't care how old she looked. Her age was 16. She was a child. What's she supposed to do? What does a child result to when the people who are supposed to be the first line of defense are not doing their job? As a parent, don't you stop people from coming to your child? Don't you move your child out of danger? And then I leave it there. And I say this. When I look at, at parents and families and teens that come for parenting and coaching sessions. And I listen. And when you begin to listen, you begin to take in. And you begin to visualize what the environment looks like in the home. And while every environment is not tumultuous, it's not. Every environment may not be extremely violent. But maybe it's not conducive for respect. Maybe it's not conducive for a healthy conversation. Maybe it's not an environment that is conducive for difficult conversations. In some environments, I can't talk to you about what's really hurting me. I can't talk to you about what is bothering me. And if as a teenager, if as a child, I don't have an environment where I can talk, I'm going to do a, a couple things. I'm going to bottle it up inside and become a ticking time bomb. Or I'm going to release in an unhealthy way. And in some instances, those beautiful instances, I learn how to voice myself in healthy, constructive ways. Maybe it's through art. Maybe it's through dance. Maybe it's through poetry. Maybe it's through helping and volunteering in the community. But the issue is, the environment that's supposed to be my safe haven, which is my home, is not conducive for me to talk, to express myself, to show that there is an issue in a healthy way. Isn't it our job as parents? It doesn't matter if you're a adopted parent. It doesn't matter if you're a foster parent. It doesn't matter if you're a grandparent raising a child. If you are the guardian, it is still your duty to produce a healthy environment. If in fact you are struggling to produce that environment, if my child, if your child can't come and say there is an issue. If you can't express yourself in healthy ways, remember that you are producing an unhealthy environment. 
And when we produce unhealthy environments, do you realize that what is going to come from that unhealthy environment is going to affect outside your home? What made two grown women come to a child? Yikes. I just believe that kids are off limits. As an adult, I'm not fooling with nobody's child. Somebody's baby. How would I feel if someone came to my babies? I would be enraged that someone thought that it was okay to address my child. What makes us feel like this? What makes us comfortable doing things like this? I would definitely say that it's because we have a lack of respect for ourselves. If as a person you are comfortable attacking people who, number one, have disabilities. Secondly, they're children and you're an adult. Something's wrong with you. You have to take an introspective look on in the inside of you and say, I have to fix something. And I need to do it quickly. I have to fix something on the inside of me so that I can be better. So that I can do this in a better way. There is a better way to do things than by violence. In our black community, I will definitely say that there has got to be something we can do that is better than fighting. I don't teach my children that you have to fight all the time. I don't want my children to think that that is the only way to go. Yes, I'm fully aware that in some environments, it is so crazy that defending yourself is a must. You must learn to defend yourself in some environments. I am fully aware of that. But not all times. And not only that, I don't want you to think that that's the only way that you have to do things. I really don't. Not as a parent. Not as a parent. I don't believe that that's true. I believe that there are some environments that you invite yourself into. And they are hazardous for your health. But speaking as a parent who was talking to her child, having a difficult conversation, oof, I didn't want to have it. I didn't want to talk about it because my heart was still hurting. And all I could do was look at my daughter's shoes. I know that's strange. But all I could think of is, that could be my baby. And it hurt so bad. My, it hurt so stinking bad. And I, she was just looking at me and I, I just, I honestly, I, I couldn't, I didn't have too many words, to be honest. I didn't. I didn't have too many things that I could think to say um, other than the truth. Here's what I said. I said, when you leave your home after
after calling the police. Remember that unless you have provided a clear description of who you are, unless you still have the phone in your hand and you can say the police are now arriving, please tell them that I am the one who looks like this. Nobody knows whether or not you are the suspect or the victim. When the police arrived to the scene, from the, pic the video that I saw, and I didn't look at all of them, I only looked at one because that was all I could take. I saw craziness. People were running. And then I saw people come to the ground. And then I saw a knife come out. And at that moment, I just wanted to cry because I knew it's not going to end well. I didn't understand four shots. I only understood one. But I told my daughter, I said, as a officer of the law, you have a duty to protect and to serve. You have a duty to protect all persons that you see. If someone presents a threat to anyone else on the scene, you have a duty to neutralize that threat. Um, neutralize isn't a friendly word, but it's the truth. And it's sad, but it just seemed like he honestly didn't know what to do. All I could tell my daughter was he had a duty. Either way, when Micaiah Bryant walked out of her home, it wasn't going to end well for too much of anybody. Mm -mm. It wasn't going to be pretty. So as a parent, what do we teach our children? Do we teach our children that, you know, you have to do things this way, you have to do things that way? Um, here's something that I tell my children. In a perfect world, when you do everything right, nothing can go wrong. In the real world, you can do everything right, and it can still go completely wrong. That's the truth. The truth is that in certain instances, you can be completely innocent, and it still go wrong. And it doesn't matter if it's by the hand of a police officer. It doesn't matter if it's by the hand of a normal everyday citizen. In the real world, you can be doing everything right and things still go wrong. And while we want to get in an emotional uproar, my daughter wanted me to be angry that this cop had killed this black girl. And I couldn't be because I understood that he had a duty. I was upset that I just I couldn't understand the four shots. 
couldn't. It makes me so sad. I couldn't. I couldn't understand it. Um, and I don't be, I don't have a desire to place my life or place my body in the shoes of a police officer because, man, they signed up for a job. Keyword was they signed up for it. They signed up for a job that involves handling situations that are not pretty on a daily basis. Not always do they get a the opportunity to see the good in people. Not always do they have the mindset to keep a level head. It's not always pretty. And in some instances, we see where not thinking about a color, not whether they're black or white, that doesn't even matter. People in general do not always respond in an appropriate way, and neither do police officers. Either way, as parents, we have the difficult task of presenting these scenarios to our children. And our hope and prayer is that we all come out okay. I can't imagine being the mother of someone who is gunned down. Whether it's by a police officer or a person. I remember talking to my younger children and they were like, but aren't the police supposed to protect us? If she called 911, why didn't they protect her? Does that mean that the police won't protect me? Does that mean that the police won't protect you and daddy? These conversations that we have to have with our kids, it's just, man, I didn't, I don't remember my parents having to have these conversations when I was a kid. And I, I really don't want to have these conversations, but being a parent who believes in looking at things from more than one perspective, you just got to have them. And I encourage you as parents to talk to your children in a way that they can understand that we don't get to decide who's going to be a good cop and bad cop. We don't get to decide who we're going to encounter. Right now, to be honest, the police are on just as high alert as we are. And that already makes for a hazardous environment, right? If they're just as scared and nervous because they don't know how you're going to respond. They're on alert just like we're on alert. Are you defending them? No, I'm just being honest. I'm very neutral. I express my opinion, but in all honesty... Taking sides doesn't solve anything. It doesn't solve anything. 
All that matters is the truth. When we as parents have conversations with our children, if I teach them to be angry with a whole group, does, does that really seem logical? If I teach them to be on, def on the defense, that I could be preparing them for danger. That could put their life in danger. Every time they come around, then you got to protect yourself. They might not encounter that negative officer. They might encounter someone that's sincerely there to assist and serve. But because of the attitude that I tell them that they have to have, you got to be on the defense. Well, now they're defensive towards someone who actually wanted to help them, who had no intention of doing them any harm. I would rather teach my children to put love first and use wisdom. Learn to look in people's eyes. That seems like a lost art. You don't, you don't really get many people or children who are willing to look you in your eyes, but I still believe that the eyes are the window to the soul. I like them teach them to read body language. When you detect in someone someone's eyes that evil is present, that they mean you no good. When you listen to their voice, what do you hear in their voice? Teach your children to listen. Those cues could save their life. Teach your children the basics of just simply surviving. That's our duty. That is our duty. Teaching them to fight is different from teaching them how to defend themselves if they need to. We don't have to defend ourselves from everybody. Everybody is not out to get us. And I simply will not live my life in fear, nor will I teach my child to either. To be on the defense all the time? When do they get to relax? It's enough that we're in this pandemic. Then I teach you as well that you can't relax? Yes, you can relax. Yes, you can be a child. Yes, you can be a teenager. And you can be wise. You can be wise. And then... Understand this, in every situation, there is a good chance, there's a bad chance, that it could e go either way. It might not always turn out like we want it to. And we see far more instances of that than what we want to. And I teach my children also, not to be led by what you hear and see in the media. Don't. Because what they show is not always the whole story. So don't base your opinion off of what you hear and just what they're showing. Because there's a whole world out there. And it doesn't have to all do with black 
uh, white on black crime or there's so much hate in the world today and I'd rather teach my children to focus on things other than hate. Let's get back to being a community again. A community that loves regardless of color. Regardless of race rather because there's not so many colors. I mean there's not pink and purple and blue people. Hair maybe but not people. Right? Black and white. Hey brown. Listen. Here's what I want to say. To parents. Please. You have a duty. To teach your child. To be. A well-rounded person. To be whole in their mind. Being whole is not being on edge. Not being fearful. Being whole is being mindful. It's being able to use your senses wisely. Yes, you teach your child to know how to defend themselves. But in teaching them how to defend themselves, guess what? I'm not teaching them how to beat the life out of somebody. Why is that necessary? Why really, sincerely, please tell me, why is it necessary that I teach my child to beat the life out of somebody? I just need to know if what we're teaching makes sense. If it really makes sense to teach them to kill or be killed. Because do you really want to bury your child? Do you really want another parent to bury their child? I learned that from my mother that you don't. I learned that you just don't. The look on my mom's face when she had to bury my brother. Look on my dad's face. Look on my brother's children, my nieces and my nephew's faces. Nobody wants to bury their child. Nobody wants to lose a loved one because of crime. Hate and violence. Competition. Nobody. If you can honestly say that you have been teaching your child some principles that are incorrect, you have time to adjust it. You have time to sit down and have those difficult conversations. You have that time. Make that time. It could very well save your child's life. And I believe that that's what you want to do. We want to save our children's life. We want to protect them as much as possible. As much as possible, we want to protect them. So, this is Ty the Family Made Mom. Wanted to do something a little different. A lot of times I sit back and I listen. But this one just kind of, um, it just kind of hit me a little different. And I'm sure you as a parent, it hits you a little different. But I encourage you to really take the time to talk to your children. And to tell them the truth. Some people do not have to deal with some things that other people may have to deal with. But who's to say you never will have to deal with it? Times are changing. 
And I'd rather my child know the well-rounded way to look at things and to be prepared as much as you can prepare them for any situation. Teach them to problem solve and to understand ways to think, to maneuver. It could very well save their life. But in most instances, it starts with respect. It starts with respect, having a clear level head, and understanding. That's what it takes. And it starts in the home. Because when I teach my child in the home to be respectful, to be loving, to be caring, when they go out, they'll carry that with them. When I teach them the reason why we respect people, not because they deserve it, but because you are tasked with the duty to do so. You are tasked with the duty to respect people. Not because they deserve it. Because in respecting people, you respect yourself. In disrespecting people, you degrade yourself. You come down and you stoop down to their level. I can get somebody told and not be disrespectful. I can state my case and not be disrespectful. Let's teach that there is a better way. And it may seem corny to some. But remember, there's lives at stake. So it doesn't matter how corny it may seem. If it gets the job done right. Alright? As always, this is Ty the Family Made Mom. I am a parenting and family coach with NBE Coaching and Consulting. And I do a podcast through the Family Made Mom podcast at www.thefamilymademom.com slash podcast. Please check it out. Like, love, subscribe. Have a blessed day.